freaking out this this is brock and saul brock heward and mark matt marcus sorry about just mike mike on seattle sports powered through the alaska airline studio heward not exactly joe cap there in the pocket now here are your hosts brock heward and mike saul all right, the three-point competition will be going on behind us momentarily. Brock and Salt Seattle Sports on 710. And we'll give Mora uh, a break. Elmer Fudd over here tried to kill a rabbit on the golf course yesterday. Uh, it's a big day of chatting with players. We had Mitch Garver on already. You can catch the podcast of that at seattlesports.com. We will be talking to Cal Raleigh at 8.30. Yes, Brock, boy, howdy, will be here at 9.30 as well. Great. He'll do some ranking. But Luke Rayleigh's sitting down with us right now. Good morning, Luke. How morning. are you? One Good. of the newest Mariners. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Oh, there we go. I'm on block. Is that better? That is better. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Brock's right. blocking the sun. What was that moment like when you uh, got the call and found out you were coming to Seattle? Well, it was a little strange just because I was on my honeymoon. But um, Where was that? I was in St. Lucia. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I was going to say St. Louis. So did I. I was like, oh, man, we're going to have a little talk. (laughs) That would have been a heck of a honeymoon. (laughs) Your wife is out. It's not going to take very long. St. Louis is no place to honeymoon. Right. No, uh, yeah, I was in St. Lucia, and I think when the trade happened, I was in the pool playing volleyball with the other people at the resort, and you get out to about 40 text messages, a bunch of missed calls, and I was traded. And what did the uh, wife think? Um, She was... I don't know how to explain uh, or describe her reaction. She was actually uh, sitting in a hot tub with some of the people that she had met playing volleyball. And I was like, Kate, you, you got to come. No, no, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. No. <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 this is, I'm serious. You need to come. So. <laughs> well, you couldn't be moving much farther away, too, right? I mean, from Florida all the way to Seattle. You've bounced around a little bit. You've been in L.A., right? You've been in Minnesota. So you've, you've, she kind of understood that this is part of it. Yeah. Yeah, she, did, she got it. Um, yeah, it's tough. Um, not, not only do I, you know, do you make friends as a player, but she makes friends with the other wives. Right. And so it, it was um, kind of shocking for her, too, and it was kind of her first taste of, of – um, really getting traded i mean she was i was with her when i was in la as well but she didn't get to meet a ton of people over there so this was the first time that she'd really gotten to be able to come close to some some wives and stuff like that after a breakout season as you had in tampa did you see this as a possibility to your agent did you go on a honeymoon thinking oh boy you know this this, we could get a call at any moment and you know i may that you know life may just change dramatically did you have any sense at all that this could happen no i i felt pretty safe going into the off season, right. but I've kind of, um, since being traded so many times, I know that th- there's no such thing as being safe in, in this sport. So, yeah. um, anything's possible and yeah, I mean, I'm happy to be here. It's a good group of guys. So and with that organization, actually having a good breakout year might be the sign you're going to be traded. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I don't even say that to criticize. It's just kind of the way they feel like they're forced to operate if you've had a pretty good year and you did have a breakout year at what age 28 last year that that puts you at risk mm-hmm. what 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 allowed that i mean 28 is a little old for a big breakout year like you had what allowed you to get that what what changed what clicked last year i got a real opportunity um in the past i i uh hadn't gotten i mean i was up and down but the the stints were short and the playing time was minimal and um i kind of their hand was forced last year. I had no more options, so their their choices were to, you know, play me in the big leagues or DFA me and see where I go. Mm-hmm. 
What do you feel coming into this year after that opportunity, maximizing that opportunity, and really an opportunity here, Luke, to take this left field job and run with it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting, but it's, uh, you know, it's good experience. I'm glad I have at least a full year of service under my belt and mm-hmm. able to know what it takes to be on the field at least the majority of the time. And what does that take for you in your game? Oh, it's, it's you know, it's the constant reps is 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 important so you know i i've always had success in the minor leagues but i was playing all the time so so when you're not playing all the time it's it's hard to be consistent yeah that's what i was telling salt before the show today i was just doing a little homework last night you could see the scribbles of a madman and and looking at man you've raked everywhere you have been like all all of the levels right from a to double a to triple a everywhere that you have been over the course of a season the numbers are hyper hyper productive um, and obviously the major league's a little different animal. And as you said, getting the opportunity to get into rhythm. Uh, when you look at this division, when you look at this team and where you fit in it, what kind of opportunity is there? No, there's a great opportunity. Um, I think there's an opportunity to play a lot. And I think that this team is extremely talented. And I think we have a, you know, a great opportunity to have a great season. Mm-hmm. Do they have? Uh, do you have a sense of what your role will be? I mean, I know that you're going to be playing left field, potentially a little first base. We saw you over there the other day. You know, do they just want you to swing and hit home runs? We've heard a little bit more that this is a team that is trying to cut down on the strikeout and maybe go the other way a little bit more, et cetera. I don't imagine you're going to be doing a lot of bunting, but have they? Have you had some of those conversations about your role in the offense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think in general our our offensive. Um, you know, mindset is is going to be a little bit different this year, and I think you know it's something that we're working on a lot in batting practice and stuff is is working the other way and doing a lot of situational hitting. So it is definitely different than than what I was doing last year. Um, that wasn't exactly the race philosophy. So um, yeah, you you just you go with it. You know, it's I think it's something that I can do, um, but it's it's nice to be able to go out and work on it too. I told you, Luke Rayleigh here with us. Uh, I had a couple random questions for you, and I don't know why I've never asked this before to anybody. My son's a collector, uh, 14 years old, and he loves memorabilia and everything. I was looking at your Wikipedia and all the different stops you've been in the minor leagues. Do you keep a hat or something from every one of those teams? Every one. Do you really? Yeah. How many do you have? Oh. <laughs> oh. I've got to have... I mean, I, I have like 15 or 20, right? A, at least. And, yeah. and a lot of times I have more than one hat from one team because, yeah. I mean, we wear we wear different ones and yeah. throwback ones. And, and you've yeah. kept them all. Yeah, I keep them. Okay. And favorite mascot of all of those or favorite hat? Um, I, when I played in Rancho Cucamonga, we, we were the Quakes and our mascot was a, kind of like a dinosaur, but whoever was the mascot was great he was he was so electric he would go out and dance and do all these things and i mean he was he was really good at what he did gosh he used to live near rancho cucamonga you you need a good mascot to really really make everything okay in, in that neck of the woods now you've been here for i mean even just a couple of weeks you had a chance as you said to meet some of these guys who's made you laugh since you've been here who in who in this roster has cracked you up so far? oh there's a there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys that are pretty funny and you know lighthearted. so garver's funny cal rally ty france um sam haggerty we've had some good laughs so yeah there's there's a lot of dudes here that 
pretty funny. Did you know Brant Brown from your time in, I did. in L.A.? Yes. So he told us yesterday that he's quite the crack-up, which was surprising to us a little bit. He was like, oh, I was the comic relief. And he seemed pretty serious. So we were a little, I don't know, surprised by that when he said it. But he seems like an incredibly bright guy. What 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 was your experience with him in L.A. and, and now what he's bringing here to Seattle? No, he's extremely bright. Um, He... he is like the most in-depth person you'll ever meet in your life. As as um, as a hitter, it's great. He gives just unbelievable scouting reports and um, offensive game planning. So he's it's really nice to be back with him. Uh, last thing for me, and I know as said, it's only been a couple weeks, but you've been with the Dodgers, you've been with the Twins, you've been with the Rays. You're now here as a Seattle Mariner. Anything unique here? Anything within the vibe or the organization or maybe something that, you know, as you look at it from afar and now you're jumping into this thing that stands out even very early as a Mariner? Yeah, I think I think um, the biggest thing is I feel like everyone kind of meshes together more here. Like, it, obviously in camp there's, there's what, 75 people here sure. right now, and I feel like everyone – kind of talks to each other it's not it's not separated as much as it has been in other places yeah remember You're, a few years ago noticing that there was almost nobody here walking around with earbuds in right yeah is that common at other i don't is that now just the norm that that people take those out when they get into the building it struck me that there was a lot of people talking to each other rather than listening to their own world yeah i don't um it's definitely it, it, it's people you know there, there's some people that that enjoy having headphones in and listening to music as they do their work um i agree though i've seen less of it here than in other places i don't know if that's because they like to talk more or you know they they can hear the music in the weight room i but yeah i people definitely communicate more here you can tell your wife that i know you're in tampa close to the caribbean st lucia and all that but because of alaska airlines right you got direct flights to, Ma now. to maui yeah. all over the place to hawaii in, in august you'll love the san juan islands it sounds like a second honeymoon is going to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after you kind of screwed up the first one right yeah. i mean you're just going to have to do yeah. a second one yeah you can call the first one a mini moon right the next right. one becomes the mega moon yeah, there you go. and you spend like you know a month in hawaii especially if you hit like 30 bombs yeah. this year um, amazing year so yeah that'd be nice perfect yeah. pretty good Lucas, nice to meet you. Thank you yeah. so much for coming by, and uh, welcome to Seattle eventually. It'll look just like this in April, I promise. It'll be exactly the same when you get there. There yeah, is Luke Rayley, uh, one of the new members of the Mariners, kind enough to sit down with us. We'll come right back, give you guys everything you need to know. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Look, baseball players all know to say the right thing, and they know not to create any controversy or drama. But as you sit down here and you talk to a couple of the new guys, Luke Rayleigh, excuse me, Luke Rayleigh and Mitch Garver here over the course of the first hour and a half of the show, there does seem to be a, a nice sense of, hey, this is a little different than some of the other places I've been. And both those guys have been around a bunch of different camps and yep. say, hey, this is a friendly group. This is a good group of dudes. It does feel as if the, the team was designed with that in mind. Shannon and I were talking about this the other day. There really have not been a lot of jerks during the Jerry DePoto, Scott Service era here in Seattle. And when they have been, they've generally been shipped out yeah, real quick. Yeah, they don't last, right? They don't last. Nope. That's not to say they don't show up. Sometimes it happens, and maybe you miss on an evaluation or whatever. But those guys, they're yeah. not here very long. They move yeah. right well, along. Well, you know, and, and you can take our word for it, or you can just be out here watching the three-point contest, Salk, and look at how many players are out here. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, I'm, and I'm sure that was part of Scott Service's, you know, thoughts with this. And yeah, it's fun. It's competitive. But just chance to, to bring the guys together. And it's nice to see Julio out here. He's standing out there with uh, the guy who's going to get the ball today and pitch and Logan Gilbert and just, you know, watching Brian Wu's now stepping up his opportunity to uh, to do the little circuit here. But even these little things, right? Hey, remember back in the day or in the offseason, Salk at Seahawks mini camps, oh, we're going to take the day off and we're going to go golf or we're going to go bowling or we're going to go laser tag. You do that to bring groups together. And every day they're doing this. And every morning they're doing this and they laugh at each other. They have fun with one another. And, you know, that you made that point about the Airbuds, what, last year, two years ago? And I think it was very valid. These guys enjoy one another, talk to one another, get to know one another. That could be some of the connective tissue over 162 games that's important. So that's been a lot of the good news here. Unfortunately, one piece of bad news that just won't go away, and that's the lingering concern over one player you've hardly seen around here, and that's Matt Brash. He has not pitched since that first or second bullpen. We know there's an arm issue. We're hoping to get more information, but we asked Scott Service about it yesterday, and I don't think that this answer is going to make anybody feel much better. Yeah, uh, we will hear more in the next couple days uh, on where Matt is at. Uh, obviously, he's a key part. He's one of the best arms, bullpen arms in the league. Uh, you know, he felt some soreness the other day. We're, we're being very cautious with that. Where is that soreness? Out. It's in his arm. <laughs> okay. I answered your question. <laughs> you you I? did. <laughs> it's in his right arm, too. It's in his throwing it's arm. His, yeah. It's his yeah. forearm. Arm, not shoulder. Arm. Yeah, he wasn't willing to give a whole lot of information on that. And hopefully it's nothing, Brock. Hopefully they're being extra cautious. Hopefully they just know that Matt Brash is such an important piece of what they're trying to do in that bullpen. But I don't like the way any of that sounds. I don't like that they're waiting on information. And hopefully it'll, the news will be better than I feel like it's going to be at this point. Here's the second thing you need to know. Combine in Indianapolis all this week. John Schneider speaking yesterday and trying to go through what this roster is going to look like, specifically what he's going to do with quarterback. Because if you listen to John, it sounds like he wants it all, right? They've brought back Geno Smith and they've paid him. He said yesterday he's interested in bringing back Drew Locke as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe we draft. And we've only drafted two in 14 drafts. And as a Ron Wolf disciple, that is an absolute no-no. But... Just felt like we weren't going to over, he, his words, we're not going to overdraft somebody just to draft a quarterback. And they do love Drew. I mean, they do. I, that, that is not talk. I know we're kind of getting into the midst of lying season with the combine ongoing and dinners at St. Elmo's every night and everything else. But they would love to have Drew Locke. The problem is I think there's going to be a bunch of other teams. And keep an eye, and I, I just felt this way, keep an eye on those Raiders. His former OC, where he was 5-1 and one as a starter, as a rookie in Denver, Rich Gangarello, is there in Vegas they, they, too, want to draft a quarterback and would love nothing more than a bridge QB like a Drew Locke. Just, well, do they, is I, there I, any upside to them talking up Drew Locke? I don't. I mean, money's going to talk. Right. So right? I, I guess I don't know what the upside would be of them talking him up. I think John loves him. I think John really, I mean, the way he speaks about Locke makes me feel like he really likes him and would like him back here. I just, I don't know how you end up with Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and a, a drafted quarterback, unless that guy you draft is in the very late right. rounds. And so it's, I, I'm very curious to yep. see how all of these things are going to play out. Here's the third thing you need to know. 10-10, that was uh, the score of the Mariner game yesterday. That's when you know you're at the Arizona 
Cactus League because uh, 10-10 ties don't happen every day in baseball. But George Kirby, maybe not his best outing, maybe not his sharpest, but he gave up a few runs after an error. That didn't help very much in his one and a third. The offense, though, lots of positive. Ryan Bliss, three for three. Mitch Garver went yard. So did Dominic Canzone, who we're going to tape with after the show today. Yeah, that was loud, too. That, that one you could hear. You told me it's a broken bat. Broken bat for Canzone, 100-mile-an-hour okay. sinker that yeah. uh, that Garver turned It's around. a survival salt. They're just trying to survive. They're just trying to survive. They're, survive. they're just doing the best they yeah. can out there. Uh, <laughs> even though they gave up 10 runs, if you actually look through the box score yesterday, other than Kirby giving up those first few with the errors, mm-hmm. all the guys that are projected to Vargas. maybe be on this team, yeah. they didn't let up any runs. Sacedo had a nice day. Vargas yep. had a nice day. We'll see whether he makes the team. And uh, so did Trent Thornton, who we just watched uh, just watch the three-point competition. Legs got a little tie, ran out of gas. Out of there. It looked like you and I after the yeah. rabbit died. Yeah, you know? wasn't, wasn't yeah 15 through 18. Not, not good. A little tired. Not good. All right, there you go. That's everything you need to know. Kind Quarter of. past every hour here on the Brock and I'll Salt give Show. you one more. Oh, I'll okay. give you one more need to know. Whoa, whoa, yeah, one more whoa. little need to know here. The, the, the godfather of mocks, the mock father himself, Mel Kuyper, the hair helmet. Mock draft number two. Yeah. Mock draft 2.0. J.J. McCarthy goes to? Broncos. The Denver Broncos. I don't see that. You don't see it? No. Okay. Do you see Do you see Sean Payton wanting J.J. McCarthy? Does that seem like a fit? A winner? Someone he can nah, grind? Someone he can grind? Not so, just Someone a who can handle criticism? Someone mm. who can handle all the pressure in the world? Mm. Someone who could beat Ohio State three times? I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I am biased because when I think about him, I just am so you know it's Drew it's Drew Brees it's Drew Brees it's Drew it Drew is Brees. also you know there's a little Tony I mean not a little there's a lot he coached with the Cowboys too and Tony Romo so there's a little Tony Romo to JJ McCarthy athleticism creativity I thought you said he was a winner yeah, that's true I mean, I mean there's no Tony Romo to, to him if he's a winner Tony couldn't get that into the professional level but. Everybody's always just says Drew, and that's easy because they won a Super Bowl. But he was also pretty good with Tony Romo, growing him and developing him as a younger quarterback there in Dallas before he went. I don't to know. The For States. some reason, I, I know Denver needs a quarterback. I'm not doubting that Denver would take a quarterback. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like that is the right. Okay, so he goes 12, and the Seahawks at 16 take my guy Troy Fontana. So the big boys will start the the combine on field begins tomorrow. We'll get some of this stuff over Thursday and Friday with us, and a little bit more of the data. But you know, I have said Troy Fotanu for I don't know what five months, yeah. six months. Like, that guy would be a difference maker for this this group and this line of scrimmage, certainly. All right, coming up, uh, Cal Raleigh's going to join us about an hour from now at 8.30. Boy Howdy, two hours from now at 9.30. I can't believe I'm teasing that Boy Howdy is going to be here in two hours. That's like radio mm. uh, death. What am I talking I want people to keep listening, not tune out. And yet, uh, here I am telling people that Howdy is going to be on the show. But uh, all of that is coming up. We, all, we will get away from the baseball for just a few minutes. We're talking a ton of ball down here as we are watching spring training. We're going to the game today. We'll be going to the game tomorrow. Uh, but we do want to take you guys around the NFL because with the combine going on, everybody's speaking, and you're starting to get a sense of what some of these teams want to do and how all of it is going to affect the Seahawks and their big decisions to make this offseason. So stick around. Brock will take you through that next. It's Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. 
Yeah, we roll on from Peoria. Mariners spring training continuing. It sounds like Logan Gilbert is going to get his first start of the spring later today, which oh. is exciting. We'll be out there watching that this afternoon. And, uh, yeah, the competition <laughs> continues behind us with the basketball, the three-point shooting. Cal Raleigh's going to join us in an hour. There's a lot going on down here. Yeah, right? I was real nervous. Logan walked in. I was like, oh, he's starting pitcher today. Nah, you can do it in spring training. <sighs> You can say hi. To I, I didn't. I kind of just looked. I let him. Nah, you can say hi. To so him. I was so scarred by what happened know, with, with, with Washburn, Washburn all those years ago. Yeah. That, like, yeah. He messed with you, yeah. too. You, sure. know, you know, you're never supposed to talk to the starting pitcher. I don't know what you're idiot. talking about. You very eagerly, eagerly went over there and told him what? I killed a rabbit. Well, that was after he yeah. broke the There was ice no hesitation. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, that's the kind of thing you really want to advertise more. Sure. I mean, like if somebody in your party has killed a rabbit, I think you really want to make sure He doesn't sure even know who I am. He's pointing to me. See her? See that lady over there? She killed a rabbit. Doesn't know who you are i love how this went from like a 20 mile an hour like light thud to the rabbit to like elmer thud sniper yes. killer more it's definitely not Kill dead. The rabbit. Kill the rabbit. all right more uh let's get away from you and your psychotic tendencies and uh, the fact that you're out there trying to maim animals on the golf course and uh why don't you take us around the nfl i guess <laughs> Guesses. Um, well, uh, you know, we're always interested to hear what's going on with Russell Wilson. So let's start with the Denver Broncos. A lot of the GMs and coaches speaking from the Combine yesterday. And Sean Payton says that we will have a final answer on Russell Wilson's future uh, very soon. I expect that we're going to know fairly quickly. I said it's the Super Bowl, but I think more specifically, I think you know, somewhere in the neighborhood next week, we're, we're going to... There's a couple of factors here. You know, obviously the cap projections came out. We're further down the road with the draft class, obviously the pro-free agents. I would anticipate it being, uh, you know, within the next two weeks. The next two weeks of what? I mean, like, he's not going to be a Bronco. What does he mean? Like, whether he's yeah. a post-June 1st, right. pre-June 1st, right. or trade? Right. Okay, well... Why are they pretending there's a decision to be made? <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? Right. On both sides. Russell's pretending like oh, there's yes. still a chance he's there, too. Yes. Maura was reading me some, uh, some, some. what was that, a post or something on Reddit? Whatever it was from a, from oh, a yeah. Broncos fan. It was like, I am so sorry that I ever doubted these Seahawks fans. This guy is trying to gaslight us they in the organization. Was, <laughs> I mean, they are just there for furious. He was a phony who, like, stole no. money from them, and Drew Locke would have been better. It was, yeah, yeah, it was rough. No, they're done. They are done. What's not done is some eighty million in dead cap. Right. Is that going to go down with the Herschel Walker trade as the worst in the history of the NFL? I don't know. The Jamal Adams trade is probably going to be on the list, but no, yes, it's no, probably right no, there. No, no, Jamal at least played. Jamal set a, a record with twelve sacks. Right? I mean, you got something out of Jamal before the body was. Don't look at me that way. I'll get to I Jamal. Mean, they got Blue something out of Herschel Walker too, but yeah, but you're talking first rounds and second rounds and fifth rounds and Drew Locke and Shelby Harris and I mean. Really and, and 80 million, the most ever, to ever, ever, ever have to eat in cap space as well. I mean, his new deal just finally kicks in this year. They're, they're going to pay him 38 million guaranteed dollars. God. <laughs> Can you imagine? And so when that news went down, our buddy Zach Byon, our sister station out there in Denver, and they still play it. Like, okay, stop the prep. This is not a drill. Right. This is not a drill. Poor Zach. The Denver Broncos have just traded. For Russell Wilson. <laughs> and taken their franchise down with it. It really, it's remarkable how all this has gone. Yeah. The the animosity that appears to be there between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, yeah. to me, is worth the price of admission. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's no news here. He's going to be cut. It's just whether or not they absorb all of it now. Right. 
or split it over two years or post June one or any of that. That's going to be the headline the next two weeks. All right, next up, uh, Ravens GM Eric DaCosta spoke about working towards a deal with their star defensive tackle, Justin Matabuike, who we have mentioned. Yeah, uh, I think we were thinking if Leonard Williams left, there might be some you interest have there. Mentioned. This is Mora's guy. Mora was <laughs> was first on the Justin Matabuike train. Let's Big be fan. clear. Big fan. Yes. All right, well, let's hear what he has to say. Well, we're trying to get a deal done. You know, we've had discussions with Justin. He's a guy that obviously has put himself in a fortuitous position this year by the way that he played. Had a great season for us. He's a valued player on the team, and we're hopeful that we can get a long-term deal done. And he later told reporters that they will use the franchise tag if they cannot get it. Yeah, unlike Leonard Williams, who's been franchised twice, and that number is in the upper 30 millions for a one-year deal. Matabuike is not in those, even those elite defense tackles pass rushing you know freaks like him with 12 sacks or 13 whatever he ended up having this year so that franchise number for him this year is not exorbitant so they can go down that route unique guy man took him some years third round pick it was a guy we mentioned leading up to that draft a guy that ran a 4840 at the combine and just had some rare traits out of AM, but it took a little while oh guess what it actually took a contract year for you to come out and absolutely destroy and put on a show. It didn't as it take as long as it took Daryl Taylor, who the Seahawks took before. Yeah, no kidding. Eric yeah. DaCosta, by the way, the pride of Taunton, Mass. Not that that was a huge surprise as you were listening to him talk. Oh, like, Taunton, Mass? I definitely Taunton. picked up on that. He's from Taunton. Taunton. You ever been to Taunton? No, I've been to Taunton. He's li- no, Taunton. 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 There you go. You're you know it. what I nailed last That's night? That's where Eric DaCosta's from. Do you know what I Taunton. felt pretty good about last night, actually, at dinner on my drive back home? That Yiddish word you taught me. Machatonum. Machatonum. Isn't that a good one? <laughs> and I think it's because Oma and Opa spoke so much Dutch yeah. that I heard a lot there's of... some similarities. Yeah, there's a lot of like throaty. Say it again. Machatonum. Machatonum. When my parents are here tomorrow, I want you to ask them about that. My mom will give you like some details on the machatonum. Can we have your mom rank her five favorite Yiddish terms? Yes. Have we ever done that? You can try. I don't know. I mean, first of all, my dad would be devastated to be kicked off. But if you were to get my mom to rank her five favorite Yiddish terms, that would be uh, pretty good. Here's the here's the thing on the Justin Matabuike deal. That's good news for the Seahawks. What you want is for the Ravens to have to franchise him. Sure. Right? Because that means they can't franchise anybody else. And I don't know whether they're going to end up with any Ravens, but if history is any gauge, usually when a coach moves on, they want to bring somebody with them. And okay, if it's not going to be Matabuike, which it probably isn't going to be anyway, could it be Patrick Queen? Mm -hmm. Could it be the uh, safety um, Stone? Stone, Gino Gino. Stone. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other couple of guards on that team. And if they are are franchising Matabuike, that means they can't franchise anybody else. That's a good Good sign. Not strange at all. I mean, I just, I just bring that. <laughs> Not yeah. strange. At all. I just, somebody's got to bring the analysis around. <laughs> All right, Matt, I think I'm going to skip ahead on the sound here and not oh, do, well, not do the – uh, yeah. well, Sorry, changing the game. All right. Uh, if that ball would have only skipped. Uh, we're going to go to the Chicago could, story. Think about that. If that, ball could, have, if that oh, ball could have only skipped or hit a rock or been an inch higher and didn't hit that rabbit right a, in the heart. Laura, don't worry. I've almost killed people <laughs> on golf courses. I almost killed an old guy a few years ago with a ball. True. Like, yeah. No, True. don't worry about but it. But did you actually hit him? No, but yeah. I almost did. Thankfully, I made contact. Yeah. All right, there's a lot of speculation that the Bears are moving on from Justin Fields. Uh, their GM, Ryan Pohl, said that uh, they are going to try to come to a decision here pretty quickly, too, because they don't they, they know that that gray area is not fun for anyone. They don't want to do that to Justin Fields. Tim Hasselbeck spoke on ESPN yesterday um, about why they're ready to move on from him, but it might not be the reasons you think. I think this really just comes down to it, and you know, I feel like you can hear it in Ryan Pohl's voice when he talks about it. He still believes Fields is good. 
It's just time because of where the Bears are in relation to the rest of the NFC to say, hey, look, look we're better off having a, a quarterback under a rookie contract, resetting that, getting some other good picks to put around him to be able to compete in two years, three years, four years, five years, rather than having to redo Justin Fields' contract in just a year or two. So we both have friends in Chicago in media yeah. on sports radio. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if we were the Chicago Bears? With the first pick if, and Justin Fields. If you had a Justin Fields here, right? A guy that ran, didn't he run for almost 1,000 yards this year? A guy that's had very little supporting cast, just been beaten up, and then but has shown you, man, just some toughness and some guts in the team, right. and so many of his teammates like love him. And I like Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields, too. There's a lot of things I like about him. I liked him. him a lot coming out of college. So did I. I liked him a whole bunch as well. And, and what you could do in trading that pick. Yeah. Jim Nagy, our buddy that was on a couple weeks ago, tweeted and said, actually, this is very simple. That was good analysis from Tim, but I thought Jim's was even more succinct. And he said, can you win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields? That's the only question that the polls, the GM there, and the brass there have to answer. Can we win a Super Bowl with not, Justin Fields? It's not the only question they have to answer. First of all, I hear that differently than Tim does. I would disagree with what I hear. I hear from polls. Uh, does anybody like to come trade for this guy? Because yeah. I really like I mean, I like him a lot. I, I really like him. I like him. I don't want to give him. I mean, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to come trade for him, I'm sure I could find. Yeah, that's what I hear is him trying to build up the value. Did you uh, did you listen to our sister station as you were driving in this I morning? Did. As we did, mm-hmm. Moore and I were listening to uh, to uh, to Bickley and Murata, who do a phenomenal job. It's one of my favorite shows around the country. Seriously, I love those guys. Yep. And they had some great points about Chicago. Like, yeah, because they're the Bears, they have no equity, zero when nope. it comes to quarterback. Nope. And they have to go with Caleb Williams because if they do anything else and Caleb Williams turns into what he's supposed to be, right. y- you're just going to feed into the narrative. Yeah. They're like, I, can you imagine if they were the ones that took Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud this year? Right. Like, you can't be you, that. You just can't be that team. And what happens if you decide to keep Justin Fields and any of these guys turn out to be, you know, one of the all-time greats? I hate that anybody would think that way. I think that's the wrong way to run a franchise. But that doesn't mean it's not how they're thinking, well, especially in a town like the, that. The only thing I would say, again, to go point counterpoint to that, is Sean Payton would like to say, well, that's not my hump. Like, that's not my hump. I, I didn't my lose lo- all these. lady lumps? Yeah, I didn't lose nine in a row to the <laughs> Chiefs. All that stuff preceded me. As for me, in my house, like, hey, man, none, none of what happened before. If you're Brian Poles, you can't think that way at all. None of that matters I know, to I know me. you can't. Well, if you're Sean you Payton, you say, the guy before me was one of the worst coaches That's right. in NFL right. That's history. Exactly right. I'm not saying that you should think that way. Yes. But here's the deal, though. That here, doesn't mean you do. You here's, don't. here's what Chicago has the opportunity. If we just talked about Denver and that trade being the worst in the history of the NFL, yeah. Chicago has an opportunity to leverage their draft situation into having more capital than anyone in the history of the league. So what because is, Caleb Williams is maybe that kind of generational right. guy at number one. But he's risking. And what we could do with future first rounds. And then next, the following year, we could have a first and a first and two seconds. And two, like the equity that you have with that. And what but then you, you got to pay create. Justin Fields and you got to make darn sure that's something that you believe is worth it. Yeah, it's, I, I, I think it's if unbelievable I them, today. I would probably keep Justin Fields trade the pick. I would. I don't think they're going to do that. I would. Let's say they trade Justin Fields. What is he worth? Depends. Uh, Third round pick? Oh, I think you get more than that. Really? For yep. one year and then you got to pay him? I sure about you that? Get, yep, I think you get more than that. Mm-hmm. I've seen listeners ask about Justin Fields at the I think there's been that's a lot not, of talk, a lot of buzz a... about that. You really think he's worth a lot more than a third-round pick? I don't think he is. Yeah. I would be surprised. Just be, and, and I don't know. Obviously, this is 
always speculation, but but even for even a third or a second and a third or a third second this year and a third whatever it is. Would you make that deal? But, but more, yeah, 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 yeah. I would, if and I do it more because of the value. Oh, to this for the Seahawks. Yeah. Listeners have, have asked about him yeah. for the season. How about a third and next year's second? I just, I don't think you could do that. Really? No, I don't think you could do that. With all the needs you have. With, if, with, they, if they With had, all the needs you have and Gino, yeah, I don't think you could do that. If they were better in the trenches, would you do it? Possibly, if you want to build your team in that way. I mean, Jeff, Fields is very, very intriguing. You and I are in the same vein with like that one. Hot. I do, too. I don't think that he's reached his full potential. If you felt like you could get him there, mm-hmm. it, it is intriguing. You know what I would love? And what, what you know they have in Chicago that we don't know from the outside? What do I say to you all the time, Salk? You can't fool who? The locker room? I would love to know. Truly, genuinely. Not what those players say, because they all love them on social media. Players always defend players. I'm talking about in that locker. I'm talking the trainers, the equipment guys, the barbers. I want to know from oh, them. Do, do these dudes actually believe time. in this guy? It's time for you to do what you've been afraid <laughs> to do for the last 15 years. What? Time for you to call Olin Cruz. <laughs> Olin was kicked out of the room because he put a guy in the locker. It's time for you to call <laughs> your friend. I wish. Olin Cruz yeah. and find out what's yeah. really going yeah. on in Chicago. Well, he was doing some of the unfollowing, time. unfollowing yeah. the team on social media mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. which a lot of guys do. But I think as the quarterback who's supposed to be a leader, it yeah. shows a little immature. It does. It's time, Brock, it's a little Kyler Murray. Time for you to call yeah. Olin Cruz. All right. Great job. Thank you, more. Thank you, more. for taking Thank us. Thank you, Maddie Ice, back there in studio. Yep. Matt's good, too. That is good. Him and Brady have both done Great job. Yeah, Matt, Matt, how'd you get so good on that board? Is it Wyman? Is it Bob staring you down? Is it the, you know, the, Bob affirm- yelling at you? the affirmation from Stacy and Bump? And how, how did you get so good on that board? Don't you have another segment to get to? <laughs> Matt just has no interest in talking to you. Eloquent. And ever since you brought up his weighted blanket. Now, ever since then, yeah. he's just not. I never to brought that up all. on the air. That was not. Uh, dare you. Why, is that private? Yes. It is? It's his bed. Well, but it's his yes. blanket. It's not like I'm telling stories of how he sleeps. I mean, like, geez. It's not, it's not like he's asking you to stretch him out on the tee of a golf. Hey, hey, hey. Can anything. you imagine a we're show? Gonna, we'll get to, get to that later. Can you imagine? Brock sexually harassed us yesterday. Can you imagine a show? <laughs> Justin and I were harassed. Of, of Maddie. Yeah, I was the one stretching him out. Yeah. How were you harassed? No, it, you were willingly stretching him out. Justin and I turned I was around and was like, God, God, what is happening over there? You stop he it. asked for my help. I I'm didn't know. I'm pretty sure bandages were, were. It was awful. Matt, we got Blue 88. Good. Let's go. This is Brock and Sog's Blue 88. Blue 88! Blue 88! We take you to the field as Brock Ewer breaks down three football questions as only he can. Now here's your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Hey, Brock. Yeah. Do you want me to read question one exactly as you wrote it? Or no. do you want me to change the way I, I say it? I have no idea what I even wrote. I wish that was from tub time last night in a very small bathtub at my in-laws condo, by the way. And if you thought the stretching on the T-block was uncomfortable, I had to, now, anyhow, go ahead. Gigi stretching out while you're in the bathtub? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, Larry was walking on my back last night. He was? No, but question one, go. How are you feeling about Jamal these days, Jamal Adams? Yeah, what did I, is that what I typed? Why am I done with Jamal, you typed. Maybe Good. my least favorite Seahawk ever. That's fine. Yeah, you could ask. Go ahead. Why am I done with him? I'm just done with him, man. It's just the drama, <laughs> the noise. Was there more yesterday? The, Yes. Yeah, he tweeted out. I sent you a picture of what he tweeted out. I was already sleeping. Well, look, go ahead and look at what I tweeted you. Didn't I tweet or text you a picture of his tweet? Yes. Looking forward to the opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you've not got an opportunity here. You didn't get paid here. 
You haven't been handed everything here. You haven't been covered over and over what again. What was he even here. talking about? When Who knows? That? Probably nothing. But again, is that a subtweet? Oh, I wasn't even talking about that. Come on, man. And he truly, truly, truly lost me with the attack that he did off the field this year. You go low, I go lower. And then just the defense and, and all the defense that people had, other than KJ, kudos to KJ. KJ will actually call it as he sees it and, and say it. Everybody else and all the teammates, oh, but he plays so hard. But we, I, yeah, man, on a list, Divish gave us his five least favorite Mariners yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, as far as least. Which he somehow left Milton Bradley off of. That was just a mess. Yeah, we're going to talk to him about yeah, that when that he was shows just, up today. Like, he, he may walk out here and say, sorry, that was just Yeah, a he mess. missed Milton Bradley. Yeah. J- Jamal, as far as my least favorite Seahawks, and just like the drama, all the noise, all the stuff, that, and the never like accepting responsibility for the failures. On, on, yeah, I just, I'm done. So I hope that that is a headline that we hear from the Seahawks. If you think it is such a given and we all agree with Russell, do you likewise agree that it's just, it's, it's time. It's time. It's 100%. It's 100. It was, I can't imagine. Frankly, it was time last year. Yes. And knowing what they knew now, and in retrospect, they should have done that yep. last they year. They should have taken the, taken the loss last Body year. Body is done. Totally Everything agree. is done. The game is, yeah. So, Question number two. Number two. Of the 13 Huskies that are at the Combine this week, Brock. Yes. Who are you most excited to watch? Obviously, Fatanu is way, way up there. Uh, excited that Penix is going to throw where his peers aren't. Drake and Jaden and, and Caleb are not going to throw. He is going to throw. And I would recommend to Michael Penix, take a five-step drop on that go route and hold it. And do what Josh Allen did and go throw that thing, honestly, 75 yards, which he's capable of doing. Go just throw it 75 yards. Let everybody else throw it 50. And you just wait on it and wait on it and sling it Dude, 75. Do it like Kyle Bowler. You know what? Actually, yeah, go ahead. Lay down. Go on your back and fling that thing, or like Mahomes did in the Super Bowl, yeah. Superman style, and sling it 55 yards. I'm excited for him, but honestly, I love Braylon Trice. I think Braylon Trice is an unbelievable football player. I, w- w- without him on that defense, they don't get to where they get the last couple years. They have all these offensive weapons out of the 13. Nine of them are offensive guys. I'm a little surprised that Tule Nasanoa did not get an invite because he was by far their best lineman, um, interior defensive lineman. But I hope Braylon runs very well. I hope he lifts well. I hope he jumps well. One of the leaders in the country of getting after the quarterback, pressuring the quarterback, hitting the quarterback. The guy knows how to play the game and just has a love and an engine for the game that's unique. I hope his numbers are representative of that because he was in some of these early mocks, his first-round guy, not seeing him at all. Hardly seeing him in Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects. He has a great weekend in Indianapolis. Maybe it stirs that conversation and elevates his stock a little bit. All right, question number three. We had the opportunity to spend four hours golfing at beautiful Boulder South yesterday, which was great. Now, if you were to ditch Justin and Mora and me, first of all, you probably this be, was a group question. By probably the way. be safe. As I texted this last night, I'm oh. like, oh, I want this to be a group discussion. So, if you could trade us for three other Seahawks, yeah. current or former, yeah. and make them be totally honest with you, mm. who would they be? <sighs> Who would you want? What, what Seahawks would you want to golf with, essentially? I mean, yes. number one on the list has to be Marshawn. Over 15 it? years. Marshawn's on my list. I mean, it's got to be Marshawn. Yes. That's got to be on your list. Yes. I, th- he wouldn't be on your list, and he's going through some real challenges. Oh, right no. Sherman would be on my list. But Truth Serum? With Truth Serum? Truth Serum? Oh, absolutely. Richard Sherman's got to be on that list. Only if you could record it. <laughs> 
Just so that you, you know, when sure. it lies about stuff, you could just play sure. it later. Well, so I think that would be good. But even when he did that, it's still, I didn't say that. How do you know that was fake? Because this is it's your AI. Voice. Yeah, it's deep fake. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I got video picture of you yes. on the golf course telling us the truth you give me, before you go lie in public. You give me Sherman Lynch with total truth Totally serum. with you on that. Truth serum. Truth serum? Truth serum. I mean, There's Russ. only one other answer. That's <laughs> Russ. Yeah. Yes, this is it. the easiest question ever. Yeah, I didn't think about it. I'm sorry. I just thought about it and I didn't think about it's it. It's those three. Okay. Earl and Doug aren't too far off. I mean, they'd be. You already got Doug through Truth Serum. Yeah. <laughs> He's only Can you imagine how mad Doug would be after every golf shot? Uh, He'd play like playing with Wassel. Okay. If, you, if it could be a coach or GM, like, where do John out to throw Pete in or John in? Because you want Pete's total truth. I mean, we get we got large doses of it on some of those Mondays. I mean, Pete knows a lot of stories. <laughs> Pete's got a lot I mean, if of you re- If you really are allowing staff in, yes. I mean, it'd be Mo Kelly. It'd probably be the guy who would give you the most, <laughs> or EK, don't you think? It'd be pretty good. But they weren't privy to the decisions with Pete and John. They weren't privy with ownership discussions. Maybe, they, maybe you could get Jody out there. We could actually hear from her. Yeah. yeah I, I think I'd slide. I'd have to... I, you know what? I would do what Maura did yesterday. I'd just be a ride-along. I'd be a ride-along if we could throw Pete as the fourth <laughs> oh, and just man. listen to those four. As long as Pete and Russ. Now, which who rides with Russ? Oh, you put, you is put, it Marshawn, Pete, or or Sherm? You put Russ and Sherm in one and Pete and Marshawn in the other. <laughs> there is not a question about that. Oh. That is today's very odd oh. version of Blue 88. Brock and Salk. Sales Sports on 710salesports.com at spring training. And uh, just a little aside there, talk a little bit of football before we come back here to the baseball. And there is a lot to discuss. Uh, Cal Raleigh is going to join us in 30 minutes or so at 830. I got a fun question for Cal. Or it's like a series of questions. I'm going to have – I'm going to make him choose pitchers in a bunch of different scenarios, and I'm curious just, who he goes with. I hope he just doesn't say that's a strange – that's strange. That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't was it a weird question? I know I've asked weird strange. questions at times yes. and, and get weird looks from guys. Yes. I didn't think that was that weird so, a question. you know, Mitch, you've hit in cold environments and obviously yeah. T-Mobile. What's the and, approach at T-Mobile? You know – well, all I have to say is if that's that weird of a question, then I don't want to hear that the weather's such an issue. Like, if players are just perplexed that you would even ask but that, every I, don't, other, I don't want to hear that it's harder else, to hit in But April. everyone else says it is. Yeah. <laughs> Scott said it. Brant Brown said it. All the players sure. say it. I appreciate his gripping and ripping mentality, though. Sure, that's great. But then a moment later, he went on to be like, yeah, Brant Brown has us doing this, that, and the other. It's like, well. Oh, and he's talking about arm angles and spin rates right. and super velo. It's and- just about survival, Justin. <laughs> Still want to show his cards. It's just about survival. Yes. All right. Coming up, uh, one thing that does stand out to me, and it takes you a moment to notice it. Once you get here, I'll tell you what that is next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com.